Do you love the Lord today? Can you give him, stand and give him a hand clap of praise and wish him happy Father's Day this morning. Give him the best praise that you've got today. Amen. What an awesome father we serve. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Before I get started, I want to uh, kind of tell you something that happened this morning I thought was kind of funny, and I thought, you know, they do these, they catch these families on television, and I thought if they could just see that this morning. I was getting ready. I had my, my lesson out this morning. I was ready to head out the door, and I'm concentrating on that, and my wife's standing at the door with scissors in her hand, and she's got them up by my face, and she said, you're not getting out of here with those eyebrows. <laughs> and I said, I really don't think they're going to be able to see my eyebrows from up front. And she said, we're, we're not taking a chance on that. And she trimmed my eyebrows before I walked out the door for my Father's Day present, I guess. <laughs> Amen. Well, I am Sam Stinson, and my wife is Pam Stinson. She sits, we sit back in the corner there. For about eight years, I can't believe it's, it's been that long that we've been here. We came for a visit just to see what was going on, and we met all these great people in this church. And we're so blessed to be in a church that teaches the Word like we've got, and a pastor like Brother Jerry to give it to us. Amen. I'm the uh, only Pentecostal in my family. Makes for some really good talks during Thanksgiving and Christmas and things like that around the, the table, they still will say, you really believe that it's God's will to heal everybody? Yeah, I, I believe it's His will. That's what He says. But we get into some uh, great discussions about that. Uh, when uh, Brother Don called me and said, would you like to give the message uh, Father's Day. I honestly wanted to say, no, 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 no. Anybody but me. And I even looked at Pam and I said, Pam, have we got anything planned Christmas, I mean, for Father's Day? And she said, not that I know of. And I said, the kids aren't doing anything? She said, no, I don't think so. So I said, okay. Now, if, if it was get up and give a message about my Heavenly Father, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I believe I could talk for hours about how good my Heavenly Father has been to me. All the things that He's given, the healing down through the years that He's given me, a, a wonderful wife and children. I could go on and on. A great father. Uh, but to talk about my dad, uh, you know, I thought at first, I thought, I, I don't know if I could talk 15 or 20 minutes about my dad. But then, uh, I, st I thought, well, tell you what I'll do. I'll go to the computer and I'll see what people say about dads, and maybe that'll help me out. And I got on there, and they were talking about their dads, and it just didn't fit with my dad. My dad, and I mean it, was the most honest man I've ever met in my life. My dad was the was kind of man, if he told you something, you could take it to the bank. And I learned so much uh, from my dad, but I really didn't know if I could talk 15 or 20 minutes about him. But 
I got on the computer and finally I turned the computer off and I did what I should have done to start with. I said, Father, you tell me what you want me to say. You teach me what I should say. I'm a firm believer, and I, and I said this, I said, I'm a firm believer that our steps are ordered by you. That you wanted me to get up and say something this morning, or Brother Don wouldn't have asked. Brother Jerry wouldn't have asked. So may it not be me heard, but may it be you that's heard this morning. May it not be me seeing, but may it be you that's seen this morning. And I started thinking about my dad, and I started thinking about how unselfish, how truthful and trustworthy and honest my dad was. And I started thinking, you know, he had a lot of the traits that God has by being honest and truthful and loving. My dad was uh, probably the quietest man I've ever met in my life. He didn't talk much at all. And I mentioned that to my mother this, uh, this past week. And I said, Mom, was Dad really that quiet? Or do I, am I just remembering things like that? And she said, no, he was absolutely the quietest man that I've ever met. And I started thinking about that. And I thought, you know, that if it's true that our actions speaks louder than our words, my dad spoke a lot. Because my dad didn't say a lot of words with his voice, but he said a whole lot of words with his actions. He taught me about honesty. The first glimpse of God I got was from my dad. You know, they say that how you think of God will be how you thought of your dad. And if my first impression of God was what an awesome God must be, how awesome he must be, because I saw how awesome my dad was. And there, I'm going to tell you a little secret. My dad gave me a uh, CD before he died to, to play after his death. Gave it to my mom to give each of the children the CD to listen to. He's been gone almost 10 years and I still haven't listened to that CD. It's just something I just can't do. I, I believe one day there will be a time when I'll be able to listen to that CD. But I just can't do it. He's, he was so quiet, but he was so good. We, uh, in, in my home, there was a picture as you're walking out the door. And it's a picture of who Jesus was supposed to be. I know it wasn't Jesus. But it was a picture of, to, to show you a reminder of Jesus. And every time I'd walk out the door, those eyes would look at me. And my dad loved the Lord. My dad loved to watch preachers on television. That was one of his favorite things. He loved to watch Brother Jerry uh, on television. He loved to listen to preachers on the radio. And by... Him listening to that, I have to know that he knows that I was listening to that. Like I say, my first glimpse of God was watching my earthly father. And he would, he would listen to preachers, and it was in me, and I knew who Jesus was. But I didn't know Jesus. I knew who God was by watching my dad, but I didn't know God. 
And I'd be getting ready to, to go out and, and party and drink. And I'd go back to my back bedroom and I'd pull the curtains back and I barely could see the road for my friends to come pick me up. But I could not go stand in the living room where that picture was and look out the curtains where I could see the road real good because I knew who God was and I knew who Jesus was and I knew the things that I was doing was wrong just because of watching my father. My father was a very humble man. He didn't care about the things of this world. He didn't go for fancy cars or fancy houses or anything like that. He just cared about his family. He cared about his, uh, his children. I never saw any alcohol in my home. I never heard my dad say one curse word. The most amazing thing I can say about my dad, I never, and I mean this, out of all the years that I knew my dad, I never heard him say one bad thing about anybody. He would always talk good about him. There was a, a lady at Santa Ann service station that used to be in Oxford, and I pulled in one day to get some gas, and she said, tell your dad I'm sorry. And I said, what for? And she said, I got smart with him the other day. And she said, it wasn't his fault, it was my fault, and tell him I'm sorry. So I went home, and I said, Daddy, what happened? He said, oh, it's not, not a big deal. I said, well, it must have been. She said to tell you she is sorry. And he said, no, it wasn't. And as I walked off, I thought, you know, my dad didn't come and say, hey, don't buy gas at that place again. She was rude to me. He didn't say one word about her, except even after she had done that, he said good things about her. And I thought that, that's the kind of man he was. And that's the kind of man that I would like to be. And even though at that time, I wasn't that man. But I know I will never be as good as my dad. But that's something I, I strive to be. There was a, uh, I was coming home from uh, work a few days ago, and I turned on a preacher. I kind of got that from my dad. He, I love to watch preachers on television, and I love to hear preachers on the radio, especially Pentecostal preachers. I, I love to hear them. But there was this uh, preacher, I guess he was, I called him kind of mid-sermon, and he said, when, he said, when I became a Christian, he said, I couldn't see, the God, see God the way God was. He said, and the way God is, he said, because my dad was a liar. He said, my dad talked about people. He said, my dad was a drunk. He said, and when I got saved, he said, I came into the church. And he said, the preacher was telling me about this heavenly father. And he said, I couldn't get past the fact that my father was compared to the heavenly father. And he thought, is that heavenly father like my father? And he said, it would, every time I would hear the word father, he said, it would tear me up inside. He said, but one day he said, I heard a sermon. And the preacher was talking and the preacher said, you should always look to God first and then back at your father. He said, God is the original. And he said, your father is a substitute. And he said, never look at your father first and then look at God because you'll see the imperfections of your father. 
But if you'll look up at God, you'll just see how awesome and mighty he is. And he said it will help you to forgive your father and realize that he has feet of clay. And I thought that would be amazing. I didn't hear the rest of the story about his father, but I thought I'd love to hear the story and see if his father's life was turned around. When my dad was growing up, he, he, would, he would tell us about the things back then. And uh, to my dad and to people in that generation, good was good, bad was bad, sin was sin, and your word was your bond. And I, I was thinking, you know, nowadays this generation is enlightened. This generation... Uh, thinks that they know the truth. This generation is a kind of a generation that don't even know which bathroom they should be using. They don't know if they're male or female. Uh, they try to decide, uh, who am I and what am I? The God of this world has blinded this generation. And the fathers of this generation need to be praying, not judging. We need to be praying for these people because, but by the grace of God, there go I. And that's something that my father, my heavenly father, and my earthly father both taught me and is still teaching me today. I hear my, the few words that my dad would speak still sticks with me today. And the words that my heavenly father teaches me teaches me today. I have to talk about him because my favorite subject is God and his word. When I start going through a struggle, my heavenly father says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. My heavenly father says, you're the head and not the tail. You're the lender, not the borrower. And I hear those words and I, can't, I don't know where I would be if I hadn't have come to him and started filling myself up with his word. When struggles come and, and bad things happen, I hear that word. The Bible says that God is the word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. That word is the same as him standing in front of me and saying, Sam, you're going to make it. You are going, you are going to make it. Amen. Amen. My Father in heaven says, fear not. So I get into a situation, and I'm like everyone else. Fear will try to come in. My wife gets so mad at me sometimes. I won't let it roll around. I want the Word of God to wash over me and say, fear not. And it, it's amazing to me. I have to, to always, I, I told God, any time that I stood before someone and talked, I'd have to tell them about the man that came in and put a gun to my head and pulled the trigger twice. And it didn't go off. That morning, I'd prayed, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Amen. But I am convinced that if I didn't know Jesus, I'd be a dead man. There's no doubt in my mind that angels were watching over me. When, when the police came in and they said, fill out this report. And I was writing and that policeman said, your hand's not even shaking. I said, I had no reason to fear. I said, my prayer was, God, don't let me kill him. Don't let me hurt him. Because 
I got to meet that man and I got to shake his hand and he is in he had his hands cuffed and he had his legs uh, put together with chains and I grabbed his chain and I jerked it and I looked him in the eye and I said you know what I forgive you because he said forgive me would you forgive me it was a young 19 year old boy and I said I forgive you but I said you know what there's a father in heaven that will forgive you of all the sins that you've ever done if you'll just ask him <laughs> amen Amen. And there was two detectives that were standing there. And their eyes were this big around, listening to me talk to this young man. And he had hit his gun, and they said, will you tell us where the gun is? And he said, if you'll take me to meet this guy. And they said, what guy? And they said, the guy at the store. I said, you know the guy at the store? And they said, the one you tried to rob? And he said, yes. So he came walking in. And he wanted to ask me to forgive him. And the detective said, are you going to be okay with that? And I said, absolutely. And as I saw that young man leave with the cuffs and everything, I thought, but by the grace of my father, there go I. I could be in the same situation as him. But I could talk seriously for hours and hours about my heavenly father. And as I started thinking about my dad... I try not to because loss is a, is a terrible thing. And if you've lost your parents or one of them or both of them, you know how, how tough that is. So I try to push that back. And I really believe that this was more for me than it was for you. That God wanted me to stop and look at my father, my earthly father, and how good he had been to me. He, uh, we were born or the, my earliest memories of my childhood was being uh, in a two-bedroom home with no air conditioning. We raised the windows for air and five kids in one bedroom. There was my two sisters and my two brothers and then I was in a smaller bed, but we all five of us. And I said, Mama, how did you do that? And she said, there was only room for three beds. And so we put three beds in there. She said, no more uh, furniture uh, in there. But I never thought for one minute that my dad wasn't with me, that my dad would be getting a divorce or my dad would be leaving. From an early age, I knew no matter how tough the times were, my dad was there. My dad loved us. Like I say, no alcohol, no cursing or anything like that. My dad was with us. And God's faithful. Whatever you put your hands to shall prosper, he says. My dad used to work uh, five days a week. Was, I honestly can never remember him being out of work one time. I can't remember him being sick and out of work one time. He would go to auctions one, two, or three times uh, a week. And he would sell socks and things like that. Anything to feed five kids. But God is faithful. And God gave my dad an idea one day about a fishing tackle store. And my dad wound up in a fishing tackle store, and God so blessed him uh, in that little old fishing tackle uh, store. And that's how most people know my dad is Mr. Stinson. He is Samuel Tennis Stinson. Uh, I'm named after my dad, and, and what an honor it is uh, to be named after him. If I can only be as good or even close to as good as my earthly father was and my heavenly father was I'll be doing good 
But the only way that I'll ever make it to heaven, I believe, is because of the example that my earthly father showed me of my heavenly father and what he had done for me. And as much as I loved, or as much as my dad loved watching TV preachers, it's no surprise that one day or one night I'd come in from drinking. And I left the TV on at night so uh, I wouldn't hear the Spirit of God talking to me because I was having, I thought, too much fun. But I woke up one night after being out drinking and there was a TV preacher on there. It wasn't on preaching when I went to sleep, but when I woke up, there was a TV preacher, uh, Jerry Falwell, and he was pointing his finger and he was telling me what a lost person I was and had a hopeless person I was. And I bowed down beside my bed watching a TV preacher and I prayed, God save my soul. And the most amazing thing is that a God that I couldn't see saved my soul. Amen? Amen. Looking at my clock, I'm through. But, but you know, I thought at first I couldn't talk about my dad for 15 or 20 minutes. But as I started thinking about his life and all he's done, I thought, you know what? Not only could I talk more than 15 or 20 minutes about him, I believe I could write a book about how good and how gracious he was to, to uh, five kids and I got thinking, you know, one of the reasons he is probably so quiet is because of those five kids. He probably couldn't get a word in edgewise. Amen.